live from the Parent Nation studios, it's Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy-Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents, shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy-Klein. Yeah, well, I got a news flash for you, folks. The problem with kids is parents. Excuse me, Sheryl Sandberg, but I'm not leaning in anymore. I'm sick of spilling my martini. <laughs> I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now, here's your host, Tara Kennedy Clive. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh, Kelly. I was trying to I'm trying to tweet. I'm trying to get. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get down my tweeting while I'm on the air. And I okay. and I, I, I suck at it. Oh, I'm just going to say I'm just going to say that I, I'm not real good at it. Like I oh. try to find people on while I'm while I'm on the air and, and I try to talk and type at the same time, which is also why I don't drive a stick shift. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic, baby. Automatic all the way. Yeah. Somebody tried to teach me how to drive stick shift one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually my director, my high school theater director. Oh, why? Because, well, he we had to. Driver's ed. Well, no, she, we had to go for a prop run and all she had was a stick shift. So she's like, you know what? If this ever happens again, then you're going to need to know how to drive my car. So let's just go out and learn. And that was the worst idea I think she's ever had. Oh, man. Yeah, in her whole life. And uh, I, I was sitting on a hill, and I, I went to start because I was a mm. stop sign on a hill. And right, I went right. to start, and I backed into the person. I, like, drifted right back into the person behind me. Mm. And she, like, jumped out of the car. She's like, she's just learning stick shift. I'm so sorry. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that was the worst. So I never drove a stick shift again because I was totally humiliated. And that's my story. Are you sticking to it? I'm sticking to it. I think but we all have one of those stories. Do we? I My son is learning how to drive now. Oh, that's so fun. Does he no, have it's own? not. No, it's not. What is fun about that, Kelly? Well, Enlighten me. <laughs> for him. For him, I guess. <laughs> I don't even think it's fun for him. <laughs> Nobody wants to learn how to drive with me in the car. Oh, I'm the I know. person who slams on the floor as hard as I can, like imagining that the brake is there. Mm-hmm. Or I reach for the oh shit handle when we're going around a turn. Exactly. Yep. That's the mom. That's what moms do. Yeah. It's bad. I think there should be some type of a pact where you have you have friends that you know really well and they teach your kids how to drive and you teach their kids how to drive cuz it's so much harder when the kids have their own parents in the car oh, i think that's such a good idea kelly Thank you. but you know what you have to pick the friends though <laughs> true <laughs> because we have that one friend that like yells more than i do okay right although he's he's an awesome guy but he's a, he's a yeller Mm-hmm. So I could just imagine him being, oh, my God, what are you right. doing? Look out. It's a- oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> That's like driving with me. Nobody wants that. Oy vey. So how's it been going? It's been going good. Going good. Are, are you sticking to your New Year's resolutions? Uh, You know, <laughs> I even forgot what. I'm, no, yeah. Yeah, it's my diet. Oh, coke. then you're doing that well. Good. Congratulations. I, no, no, I couldn't remember if it was the <laughs> not eat so much or. 
the di- I have not had a diet pop or any pop since January 1, so I'm pretty happy about that. I've been drinking a lot of tea. Every time you say pop, I imagine a popsicle because I'm from Pennsylvania. Really? We don't say pop here. Oh. Well, we say pop, but we mean like lollipop or popsicle. Oh, we don't that's funny. soda. That's funny. We say soda. We go for well, the first part of the word. Right. <laughs> well, I got pop from, from growing up in upstate New York, but out here in Arizona, if you were born here, lived here a long time, you say soda. 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 They say pop in Pittsburgh, too. Uh, well, I'll see. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. And tennis shoes instead of sneakers. Mm, sneakers is what I say. They say tennis shoes out here, too. Do they? Tennis shoes? That's mm-hmm. so weird. I don't I play tennis. I know so it. They're running shoes or maybe uh, hiking shoes. I, I don't know. Uh, go Taking my kids to school shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, so... Man. It's, have you, I, I'm into this reading wacky news thing. Uh-huh. And I really think that we need to start our own website, first of all, or maybe just make that part of Parent Nation, is that we find and report on wacky news and parenting, because there's not a whole lot. That's, that's a good idea. I think it's fun. And, you know, here's the thing. One of my, one of my New Year's resolutions was that I was going to try to be less judgmental. Okay. Um, and I was going to try to be more positive. Uh, it's so hard. It's so well, hard. You got to take baby steps. It's baby steps, Kelly. It is baby steps. So I'm trying to be less judgmental when I'm calling people out. <laughs> is that better? It's, I hope it's so. a step. It's a baby step. It's a baby step. So, well, okay. So. The first wacky story that I read was there's this nine-year-old who's in juvie right now um, for stealing a pack of gum. Mm -hmm. But it's not because he stole the gum. It's because he failed to appear in court twice. And there was a warrant out for him. So now he's in juvie. Uh, How old? Nine. Mm. Nine Nine-year-old stole a pack of gum. Well, that's his fault for not getting there, right? Right, exactly. And thank you very much. Like the parents are like, well, he deserves we it. Right. Well, no, the parents said we didn't go to court because we didn't have any way to get him there. Mm. Well, here's the thing: if you're going to hold the parents responsible for getting the kid to court, like you're you're going to say it's your responsibility to get the kid to court. We've arrested this nine year old. We're not going to hold him. We're going to allow you to hold him. Then I think the parents should be the ones sitting in juvie. Right. Because the parents are the ones who who defied the warrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think? Sure. I don't know. Or take, or take the bus. Take the bus. Damn it. There's a bus. There's a cab. Right. You know? There's a mm-hmm. bike. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think stealing a pack of gum is one of those things that you take. You return the gum or you work off the gum. You don't go to jail for the gum. Right. I think that there are a lot more important things to go to jail for than a nine-year-old stealing a pack of gum. Is it right? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And, you know, and I know what 89% of Parent Nation is saying right now. You just beat his ass and be done with it. <laughs> right? Um, that'll teach him. That'll teach him. And then you have the three-year-old who's in critical condition because the boyfriend beat him with a belt so severely 
that he put him in the hospital <sighs> for eating the last piece of cheesecake, though, Kelly. Oh, my gosh. And people wonder why we want to outlaw corporal punishment. Hmm. It's for the same reason that we want to have stricter gun laws. It's not that we want to take away everybody's guns. We just want to take them away from the stupid people. You know, it's not that we want to take away your ability to discipline your child. We just want to take it away from the people who want to kill them with it. Right. Or put them in the hospital. You know damn well that if he finally beat that kid within an inch of his life, he's been doing it for a long time. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it's not the first time. Exactly. Oh, I don't know what happened. You know, I, I just picked up the belt and come on, really. So if you're using a weapon against a three year old, you should probably go to jail. It's that should be illegal. That's that's my opinion. Now, there's a reason to put someone in jail, not a piece of gum. <laughs> but, you know, using that level of corporal punishment on a child should Wind your butt in jail. And now that um, Pennsylvania just passed a law that teachers are obligated to report any signs of abuse that they see. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now parents are saying, oh, now everybody's going to go to jail if they spank their kid. God, really, if that's how badly you spank your child, then, yes, you should go to jail. I'm t- I'm not mm-hmm. sorry. That's my opinion. <laughs> So, speaking about beating kids up, I have a question about bullying for you. Okay. So now there's a father in Eugene, Oregon, who is suing the school for $607,000 because his son uh, got beat up on, during lunch, during an unsupervised lunch period. His, his son got beat up by four other kids. They threw a football and hit him in the head, and then a scuffle ensued. The kids started fighting back. All four of them started fighting, and then other kids came in and broke it up. And the parents are suing for $607,000. There's another case that just came through in October. Family of a fourth grader. No. uh, Washington, Mm 15-year-old. Was bullied over a period of two years. Her parents are suing the school. And there's another kid who, in June, um, his, from Illinois, his family is suing the school because he was being bullied over a period of, you know, a year, every week or so. And what the what the school board, um, the Association of Boards of Educators, is saying is, this has become a, a this has become a problem because parents are trying to find other people to blame. I don't know if I would word it that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. My kids, I don't experience that, which is shocking because with a special needs kid, they, they are involved in more instances of bullying statistically um, than neurotypical kids, quite honestly. But, you know, kids with special needs and unique kids, that sort of thing. But I'm, I don't experience it. And my kids are very aware of it. Like my son just said to me the other day, because we were talking about it, and he was like, "It." I can honestly say that I've never had an experience where someone picked on me, tried to hurt me, you know, bullied me. I've never experienced that. And I'm like, that's awesome. Maybe it's because your brother is 220 pounds in 10th grade. <laughs> this is always a positive thing. Right. Um, or maybe it's just because you go to a great school. I don't know. Um, 
where it's not tolerated, it's nipped in the bud. You know, if bullying is seen, it's handled immediately. There is swift and strict discipline for bullying in our school district, and the parents don't fight it. You don't see a lot of parents going in and saying, no, not my kid. You know, you're not going to punish my kid for that. Um, so do you think that parents want to blame other people, or do you think parents' hands are tied in a way that they never were before? Uh, regarding the school district, I think um, I think the school needs to handle it. You do? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you do you remember bullying when you were a kid? Like, do you remember any specific instances of bullying when you were a kid? Um, no, no. Uh, I was I bullied a lot. Oh, okay. No, I didn't have it, and I didn't see much of it. All every once in a while, you'd see a fight, but yeah, it was um, different, right? Right. Like, you meet me at the playground after school, right? Like that kind of thing, but it was mm-hmm. mutual. You know, because you really didn't like each other and you just wanted to beat each other's asses after school, right? So the thing that I'm seeing, the thing that I'm recalling is being the smaller girl and being accused of things that I didn't do by other girls, like having my head smashed up against a locker, being cornered in the bathroom and having my head shoved in the toilet. Like I experienced that kind of bullying as a kid. Um, And my parents stepped in in a huge way and they stepped in directly with the kids, Like, I can Mm. remember my dad going up to a girl who was bullying me in my own driveway and saying, you know what? I saw what you did, and I'm not even going to your parents. I'm coming to you directly, and I'm telling you that if I ever even see my daughter get hurt, and it's not even your fault, I'm blaming you. So Mm. not only will you stop bullying her, but you're going to be her watchdog. (laughs) I like that. Right. And like my dad was like, you know, if she slips off of a curb and skins her knee, I'm coming after you. Like that's that's how my dad was with Mm -hmm. that instance. And I remember my parents were divorced, lived in separate houses. I remember my mom charging out of our house and just totally losing it on a group of like four girls, just totally flipped her shit on them. And she's like, you think that you're going to get away with this with my daughter and lost her mind. And they never bothered me again. <laughs> so, but we can't do that. We can't do that anymore. I can't I walk up to a, a child who's bullying my child and say, you pick on my kid one more time, you're going to deal with me. You know? Right. You can't, you can't do it. And, you know. Then you have the police at your house. True. True story. <laughs> and I just think that kids need more accountability. I think kids need more experience and situations with people older than them, adults, who are telling them you're doing something very wrong and it's not okay and I'm not going to tolerate it. I think we need more of that. And I don't mean hands-on physical discipline of other people's kids. I mean we should be, as a society and as a parent nation, we should be allowed to set each other's kids straight. Right. And if your kid is the one who's acting out, and other people feel the need to set them straight, then you need to check yourself. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, I said I was going to stop being judgmental, but I can't hold my tongue on that. You know, if my kid's really screwing up and I'm ignoring it and someone else says something, I have to sit there and go, what was I allowing there? Wow, that was pretty offensive, wasn't it? I should not do that. Huh, it's interesting. 
I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I could sue. I don't know if I could sue the school if I didn't do anything to stop it. And I just depended on the school to do it. Right. I think the first step is for the parents to show up at the school and find out exactly what's going on. Right. But I think adults these days, when it comes to kids, adults are, are starting to get really negative and horrible. Did you see about the 12-year-old who wrote 32 letters to NFL teams? Hand wrote 32 letters to NFL teams. And he said, you know, I, I want a team to, to root for. I want a team that I can stand up behind and that I can be proud of. And I want to know if you're that team. And only one team responded out of 32 teams. Wow. The owner of the Carolina Panthers wrote the kid back, handwritten letter, and said, we would love to be your team and we will make you proud. And you know what? Just by sending back a letter like that, you've already made us proud. But, That's awesome. But shame on the other 31 who were too big for their britches and couldn't be bothered. Mm-hmm. You know? Hey, guess what, guys? That kid is the future of your team. <laughs> uh, the future of the sport, you know? Look where baseball's going. In the shitter. Because people are, <laughs> right? Because the tickets are too expensive and people aren't taking their kids to see the games. Yeah. You know? When football games are so violent and angry... That you can't even risk taking your kid. I think we need to change some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, sports are supposed to be about being a team and and being a supporter. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. <laughs> 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 ah, balls in. So anyway. Yep. <laughs> so I'm so excited for our show today. I know. I know. I can't stand it. We're going to be talking with the the um the founders of the science of parenthood which right. i adore They're and hilarious. we're and we're going to be bringing in my ladies from shut up about your perfect kid Gina and Teresa and i am in so in love with all of them and i can't wait to talk to them we're going to laugh our butts off and uh they have some good stories to tell and we have some stuff to learn and uh i just i enjoy having them i've had i've talked to the the shut up about your perfect kid sisters a million times because I, I wrote them an email and said, hey, beautiful. And they were like, oh, that's it. We're in. Um, <laughs> so, so now we're going to get to know Noreen Dwork and McDaniel from the Science of Parenthood when we come back from this break. It takes a village to pay the bills in this freaking studio, which is why Tara's taking a cocktail break and we're taking care of business with a word from these sponsors. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Have you heard? 
The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Woohoo, Parent Nation. Oh my gosh. This is going to be the best show ever. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Because my first guests are like some of my favorite writers ever. I started reading The Science of Parenthood and laughing my butt off. And from that moment, I was like inspired to write funnier. <laughs> And, and the fact that I absolutely hate science and math, but when I had to do experiments with my kids, I was like, wow, this would make a really good topic for like parenting issues, like the theory of relativity and all that stuff. And, and then there you were. So I'm so excited to have Noreen and Jessica from the science of parenthood on the show. Hi guys. How are you? Hi. 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 Thanks so much for having us. You guys write some amazing stuff for some amazing publications, too. So I totally want to give you credit because we can find you in lots of different places. Like, Noreen, you've written for Red Book and Parents and uh, HuffPost and Scary Mommy and all of that stuff. And, Jessica, you um, you have an, a line of children's books, right? Yep, that's right. Yep. Yeah, they're at storytots.com. It's a customizable children's books. And then I've also done some illustration for some other writers as well. Wow, overachievers. <laughs> the books okay. are great, by the way. I got one for my son, and he loves it. That's so cool. So is it like when we were kids and you could get, like, the Elmo goes to whatever, and then it says, hey, Max, I'm Elmo, and blah, right? Is it like yeah, that? Yeah, I tried or? to take it. I tried to take it a step further. Um, you know, the name gets changed throughout. But what I did was I allowed parents to also select what the character was going to look like. So you know, if your kid is you know is has freckles and curly red hair, you know the character can look like that. It's all illustrated, um, but oh, you know wow. you have that opportunity to kind of you know really put your own spin on it. That's so cool. <laughs> That see now I'm excited about that too because you know that's pretty awesome. I mean my kids are like 14 and 16, but how funny would that be? <laughs> to send it to them, yeah. Catch exactly. those monkeys, teenager. <laughs> More chores to do for mom. 
<laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Exactly. Like five ways to get your mom to give in. Anyway. <laughs> Don't give them that book, please. <laughs> How to sell your idea to mom. That's, I think that's an awesome one. So tell us a little bit about how you all got started. Um, well, first of all, I got your, um, the big book of parenting tweets, which I, I'm, I'm, I'm a tweeter that's and I'm fantastic. not good at it. I, I admitted that in the first segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really terrible at like multitasking, like trying to tweet others, like as something happens, then I'll try to tweet about it. And then mm-hmm. it just gets lost in the 140 characters. And then I'm going back and like just putting the letter B and then trying to fit a two in there. By the time I'm done, it doesn't even make sense. And it's not even funny anymore, but I tweet it out anyway. So <laughs> And you've missed everything else that's happened in the meantime while right. you were doing your tweet. That's what happens today. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. But you guys, some of that stuff in there is hysterically funny. Um, yeah. So, And you have another one coming out. You have another right. big book of tweets coming out. Yep, yep. The plan is to have the next one come out uh, shortly before Mother's Day. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah. So do you focus on moms? We focus on uh, parents. So moms, moms and dads. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I, I think that when it comes to things like science and math, automatically my mind um, went right to my husband. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the idea. We wanted it to be sort of this all-inclusive thing. You know, she and I, Noreen and I both have husbands who are kind of science geeks. So, you know, I mean, they're, you know, they're definitely the ones who inspire some of the some of the cartoons that we do. So we, we wanted have them we, you know, check our work for sure. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, right, exactly. And, of course, and you, oh, go ahead, Jessica. Oh, I was going to say, and with the big book of tweets, you know, we have several dads represented in there as well. Oh, my gosh. I, we have uh, once a month we do Dad Day. Oh, yeah? And I have had some of the funniest dads, the most amazing dad bloggers on here. Just absolutely love them. And um, I can imagine some of them having tweets in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, their voice is very different. You know, their perspective is, is very different than, you know, than the moms. You know, they're, a lot of times they can play a little fast and loose, you know, in a way that moms just tend not to because we're trying to keep everything all together. And- <laughs> Exactly. Dads get away with it more. Yeah. I think. yeah. Yeah. They really do. And I think that comes from, you know, it's, it was more acceptable for our little boys to go out and roll in the mud pit than it was mm-hmm. for our little girls, you know? Right. So when dads talk about how they're, you know, letting the kids get filthy and feeding them Cheetos and, and soda pop for dinner, you know what I mean? We kind of let them get away with that a little bit more. And I know it's I, true. And it, and the, the humor is in the reality. Mm-hmm. I would. Right. I'm. I my goal is my, to make moms like that too. I think one of my favorites uh, was uh, a guy tweeted um, uh, that he had uh, picked the kid up from from daycare, and the mom goes, uh, "You know, that's not the shirt I sent her in." And he goes, "It's the right kid, right?" And <laughs> when she says yes, he's like, "Fine, go off to play Xbox." You know, his job was done. He got the right kid. <laughs> I'll worry and the about bar is shirt pretty later. low sometimes. Yeah, yeah, the bar is pretty low. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so what what inspired you guys to 
um, sort of go into this science and math element of parenting? Well, about two years ago, and, and actually tomorrow is our official two-year birthday for Science of Parenthood. Two years ago on the 14th, um, oh, happy we birthday. rolled. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> just coincidental that we're on your show today. But two years ago tomorrow, we rolled out our very first um, Science of Parenthood illustration. And what, what had happened was, at the time, my son, who's almost nine now, but he was in second grade, and he came home very excited to talk about Newton's laws of force and motion, and they had learned that in his Montessori class, and he was just talking, talking, talking about it. And it struck me as he was saying, you know, an object at rest will stay at rest unless acted on by an external force, that it reminded me of him vegging out, um, watching television or playing video games until I pulled the plug. And I scribbled (laughs) that down, and I used it as a Facebook status update. So eventually that became one of our more popular uh, illustrations. We call it uh, Newton's iPad, that a child at rest will remain at rest until you want your iPad back. (laughs) <laughs> but oh my gosh. It, it struck me that as I was um, posting these kind of sciencey, uh, witty observations, that you know maybe we could do a book of them. And the feedback I was getting from my friends uh, was was good. But I thought, you know what? It's just the words that I'm putting out there, and if I could pair them with really fun images, it would really take off. And I called Jessica uh, on New Year's Eve 2012, and within about 90 minutes, um, I had roped her into doing this project <laughs> with me. <laughs> that <And> is true. <laughs> she <laughs> but what Jessica said was, you know, this is really bigger than a book. We could aim higher. And we set up the blog and Facebook and Twitter, and now we're on Pinterest as well and Instagram. Um, and it became this, you know, entertainment site where we also do books and we have other products like mugs and magnets for uh, and posters for, for sale as well. So it's, it's um, I like to say I had the, the idea, Jessica had the vision. That's amazing. It's awesome to have good friends with big dreams, right? <laughs> and, and lots of talent to spare, for sure. That's amazing. What a great team you wound up making, too. We've been really lucky. I mean, yes. somehow it just kind of, you know, I don't think that we would have known if somebody had asked us before we started this. Like, oh, well, who's going to do what and how's that going to work? It just it kind of magically it just worked. Things just divided along this natural line. Isn't that what they always say, though? Now, you know, the, the whole buzzword manifestation thing that's going on now, don't worry about the how. Yeah, right. Right? Because, exactly. yeah. I mean, you a know, lot of people couldn't... would say, how do you even do it? You're, like, one of you is in Colorado and one of you is in Florida. How do you even do that? Digitally. Well, <laughs> yeah, digitally. <laughs> we do a lot by text and um, we Skype and we use Google Docs for all of our documents so we can, uh, sometimes we write together that way and we can edit together so that way there's only one version of, of whatever we're working on, um, you know, that we know is the correct version. So yeah, without digital, we wouldn't be able to do this, but digital doesn't matter where we are. That's pretty awesome. Thank of course, you, I'd uh, rather work in Jessica's kitchen because her house <laughs> in Denver is fantastic and means I'm not at my house. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. She gets interrupted a lot less here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny because I would much rather be in Florida. So. Well, maybe today, yes. <laughs> That's yeah. true. You know, Noreen does not come here in the winter, so. <laughs> <laughs> I typically make my pilgrimage in July where it's nice and cool. That's so awesome. So you guys do get together. How did you meet? We met in Las Vegas. So that was, um, we were both living in Las Vegas. Yeah, we're both sort of, um, you know, East Coast transplants temporarily in Las Vegas. Um, When was that? It was early 2000s. And then, um, you know, she was working, she was always working as a writer, and I was working for a larger media company, and so we, you know, ended up at at parties and things, and we ended up, you know, connecting over the fact that we were both from the East Coast, and um, yeah, so we just became friends, and then eventually uh, she and her husband moved to Florida to be closer to family when they were having their child, and we stayed in Vegas a little bit longer, but we moved to Denver uh, before my son turned three, um, but yeah, we just, you know, continued to connect over, you know, email and, and phone until the big idea came. Right. Wow. Right. Jessica had designed my very first, um, professional writer website and I had another blog for essays that I was doing, um, before, uh, we came up with science of parenthood. Um, so she was naturally the one that I went to when I had this idea of doing um, a book based on um, these sciencey, math-oriented um, observations about you know the crazy stuff that happens when you're you know parenting a, a child. Um, so I was just you know incredibly lucky that uh, she she said yes. <laughs> so many awesome yeah, so I things. I had done like, like tons happened. of you know I'd done ten, tons of websites. I've been you know building websites for about fifteen years, but I'd never done any sort of blogging kind of a thing. Wow. So it was, it was definitely a leap. That's pretty awesome. And now oh. you guys give, you give really good advice. Though I mean, I know that your stuff is like kind of tongue-in-cheek and sort of funny, but you actually give really good advice about how parents can kind of insert humor into their parenting so that they don't lose their minds, right? Well, that is the bottom, the, the, the main goal, the bottom line is, you know, our, our mission is, is to make parents, moms and dads and grandparents, um, you know, uh, laugh because there's there's so much in parenting that that will that will cause you to lose your mind. And um, you know, what do we say if if you know you're you're not laughing, you're sobbing. It's a lot mm-hmm. more fun to be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so important. Yeah, we're kind of on the same page there. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't call stuff out, but for the most part, I think it's all about you know, incorporating your sense of humor and your sense of humility into this whole ridiculous parenting thing. So, you know, we only have a few, uh, we only have a few minutes left until we have to go, but what do you guys have coming up next? Like what, what can we look for? Where can we find you? What's going on with you guys? Well, we have the, um, the, the next tweet book that we're planning and as Jessica said, um, that will be out uh, ahead of Mother's Day. And in addition to that, uh, we are planning a, a, the original book, Science of Parenthood, um, uh, Thoroughly Unscientific Explanations for Utterly Baffling Parenting Situations. That will be coming out November of this year from She Writes Press. And that's, uh, that's the main project we're working on right now, in addition to our blog, etc. <laughs> That's so fun. And you guys are on, you're on Facebook too, obviously. Yeah. 
Yes, and please find us on Facebook. We love chatting with our fans on Facebook. That's awesome. You have to friend us, I think. Yeah. So that we can continue. I would love to uh I would love to have you answer some questions on the Parent Nation Facebook page and um just have people connect with you because the stuff that you say really does make sense and like you said, if we can laugh about it, that's so much better. Any so, we'd love to. Absolutely. We would love to. And people can find us at scienceofparenthood.com. Oh, okay. The scienceofparenthood.com. And that's your website? That is yep. our website. Yep. That's so awesome. So you do have one thing that you wanted to say um, as far as if you see a parent having one of those moments. You say even though moms have had that happen every moment where we're supremely self-conscious and we feel like everyone's looking at us like we're the worst mom in the world, we need to be able to, that like we can't handle our child. If it's a simple mom to mom, hang in there, you're doing fine, we can work wonders. Mm-hmm. And you did that You did that in line at a security checkpoint. I, I did. I was, you know, anytime you're, you're uh, a parent, you know, uh, leaving Orlando, um, you're going to run into other families. And inevitably, you know, the kids are overtired because they've just spent the last week at Disney World. And this one mom, we just we were in line for security, so you know that you go back and forth and back and forth until you can actually walk through. And her kid was screaming, and she just had this stony look on her face, like you know, <laughs> don't judge. She just looked miserable. And we passed each other a couple of times, and you know, at one point, I just leaned over. I said, "You're doing great. Hang in there. We've all been there." Oh, and that's just awesome. Visibly brightened at that she's like oh you know she's normally like this and like of course you know that's awesome we all need more of that and thank you so much ladies and check out their blog when we come back we're going to talk to gina and Teresa from shut up about your perfect kid Proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living 
with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so thankful um, for all of my guests. And I just, you know, I have some people that I just have to have back <laughs> again and again because I love them so much and because we're, we're like, so on the same page. And um, my two friends from uh, Shut Up About Your Perfect Kid are two of those absolutely amazing people. And um, I, uh, Patty, I called you, Teresa, and I I've done that a million times because I look at your last name and I just like, right. you know, Gina and Teresa, it just rolls off the tongue, but it's not, it's Patricia. And, and, and I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's this fine. I've been called far worse. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But we, you know, I, we don't censor the show, but you know, I'll, I'll try to keep it clean. But we, I loved you guys, from the moment I saw the title of your book, Shut Up About Your Perfect Kid, at the same time I was, you know, dealing with just finding out that my child was diagnosed on the autism spectrum and not knowing at all what to expect, but kind of going through something similar to what you guys were talking about in that people were always talking about how great their kids were and how awesome their kids were doing and how amazingly their kids were excelling. And I'm like, well, my kid didn't stab anybody with a pencil today, so... I'm kind of proud. And and then you came out with this book and I just absolutely fell in love with you. So that's been that was 2009. Wow, you fell in love with us? You obviously haven't met us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, that yeah. wears off quickly. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. You talk about wine. You like yingling beer. We you have kids that. on the spectrum, and you're not afraid to offend people. I love you. And right now, um, my hair's not even combed. <laughs> you, you, know, you know more about me than my ex-husband did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I stalk you mercilessly. <laughs> so what do you guys have going on? We haven't talked in quite a while, you know, and... Uh, you you've gotten pretty busy. You're out there on the speaking circuit and yeah. and doing some amazing stuff. So tell us what you've got going on. Well, right now I got my laundry going. Um, <laughs> I'm way behind uh, in that. Oh, you want the glamorous stuff? Uh, yeah, we are. We continue to travel around the country. Um, we've got a, a busy 2015 on tap. It's, um, on tap speaking, we love Yingling on tap. Anyway. <laughs> um, we uh, we will be um, we will be launching, or we just uh, will start launching our own sort of um, video podcast, which will be coming up um, hopefully in the next few few days. And what else have we been up to, Patty? We don't you don't um, mean like what we've been up to weight wise, right? Because that's not going very right. well. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The and then, of course, the Facebook page, which keeps us busy. Uh, yes. So, you know, we monitor that. Yeah, very well, by the way. Way better than I could have. We were on 
we were on with you, Tara. I don't even think we probably had more than, I don't know, 10,000 people. And now we have um, almost 800,000 people from all over the world, which and it's is great amazing. gathering on Facebook. It's not, and the thing that I love about your Facebook page, you guys, is that it's not just, um, it's not just memes and, and silly comments, and it's certainly not digging on people. It's real parents with real issues coming on and asking questions. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. you guys are hysterically funny, and you, you put out real-life situational comedy things that are going on with your kids and you and each other, but for the most part, it's a space for parents to ask questions and get advice from each other. And it's really yeah. an open accepting forum for parents of special needs kids all over the spectrum. It doesn't matter what well, they deal with. Well, it is. And, and we, we're pretty strict about, you know, we, we have a zero tolerance policy about, you know, comments that are very judgmental because it is supposed to be a place to receive support through humor, through other parents with lived experience, through people, if they have, you know, if they're in positions where jobs, would they have a special knowledge of things, not dispensing medical advice, but um, just, you know, today a woman sent us a message and said, I only had four replies to my message, but you know what? It was four people who felt exactly the way that I did. And she said, I burst into tears thinking, thank God I'm not alone. And that's what people take away from it. And that's what I love about it. I really do. I mean, of course, you're yeah, always going to get the occasional wackadoodle who comes on there and says, Oh, yeah, says, Patty was you know, upset last week because she posted a picture of herself and someone told her she had man hands. But it was just the angle. Or, <laughs> it was the angle <laughs> shot. And I was a little insulted because I'm the one who has man hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give credit where credit's due, doggone it, if you're going <laughs> to. It is just, you know, you, it's hard for us sometimes because it does get you angry. You know, you can't be on every post all the time, you know, and, you know, it's bad enough we, we ignore household chores as it is, um, but you do get some people that just are really looking for attention and to just start trouble, and, you know, and 90% of what is on there is is, is so good and so helpful, but, you, you know, it's, it's hard to filter out the people that are just there looking for trouble. I'm sorry. I did try to cut back. For <laughs> yeah, I know, Tara. I mean, we will, you know, after today, we may take you off the unbanned list. We'll, we'll have to see if you're good. <laughs> I sure hope so. I took down the sorry, not sorry sign, and now I'm laughing. So at least, you know, when I write something, people can assume sarcasm or wit because I'm laughing in my picture. That's so. right. <laughs> you know, it's amazing because I'll tell you what, the difference in perception in the way people hear what I write from that picture, that, you know, sorry, not sorry stance to me with my hand over my mouth, laughing my butt off is so, it's such a dynamic shift. And it really proves to me that people will perceive what they're reading based on what they're feeling in the moment. Oh yeah. Well, so much gets lost. It's because it's online too. I mean, sometimes we'll we'll write the most benign post intended to just be silly, goofy, and people get, well, I don't think that's funny, or, um, you know, or or they'll they'll respond with a clip 
of a very serious story. And it's like, look, we're just looking to have a little fun, to poke fun of everything. Um, Do you think that we've in, completely... a, in a lighthearted way? Do you yeah. think that we've gotten Honestly, too far away from that as parents? Yes. Yeah, so we, you know, one of the things I've yeah. told this is Gina, by the way, but one of the things that I've told my daughters with their disabilities is I always, and I had a team meeting for one of them yesterday, and I always want them to have the ability to not take themselves so seriously, to be able to laugh and poke fun at themselves a little bit, because I think that's so important to be able to realize, you know, and I think one of the things that's been so liberating about our book and our page and, and, and our speaking is that we go out and we say to people, you know, we're not saying we're perfect. We are far from perfect. You've met us, you know. And, you know, it's it's sort of very liberating to say, you know what, I'm not perfect. My heart is usually always, our hearts are always in the right place with the page. But sometimes we might do something that offends someone. And, and when that happens and we screw up, we're the first to admit, you know, hey, we made a mistake mm-hmm. or whatever. We didn't think about that. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, you're only human, too, and you can't be perfect all the time. It's so true. And I love that about everything that you guys say. And part of me is like, you know, I think the neurotypical community needs a healthy dose of that also. Yeah. Right. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things. Did you guys see the the video? Oh, my gosh. It's, um, oh. I'm going to stop talking about it because I can't remember anything about it. I'm just going to make a fool out of myself. But it's basically all these moms. Oh, I wish I could be like the cool moms. It's like it's no, it's sense of the song, The Cool Kids. But it's I wish I could oh. be like the cool moms. And it's amazing perspective because it's cool moms saying, I wish I could be like the cool moms. Because yeah. that one thing that I'm not doing that you are doing, I wish I could do. Instead of saying yeah. this this all this great stuff that I do is pretty freaking awesome, and let's celebrate that. Absolutely, it's all how you look at it. I mean, I know what, I was always like, just always so concerned about the things I didn't do, never looking at the, any of the things that I accomplished, and that's one of the gifts that uh, having a child with special needs teaches you. They teach you to look at things, not what they can't do, but what they do do, and, and the way they amaze you every day. And that's you know a lesson that any parent can learn and. And any person can learn is to, you know, really celebrate the good things. And that's a lot of what you guys talk about in your book, too, is the things that you've, the the enlightenment that you've gotten, although that sounds like a pretty serious word, but the, the enlightenment that you've gotten from your kids and what they've taught right. you along the way. Absolutely. And, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I tell my son all the time, you drive me insane, but I've learned so much from you. Yeah, they're our teachers, really. I mean, it's it's supposed they to be are. the other way around, but they are our greatest teachers, and I think the world can learn a lot from them as well. You know, it's it's um, you know, if people just give them a chance to get to know them and meet them, and you know, I know with my daughter, those who can get beyond her quirks, see what an amazing, funny, um, loyal, kind person she is. It's so true, and honest to a fault, which is really kind of disturbing at times. You know, yeah. like when you don't want your mother-in-law to know certain things, but they just tell her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> okay. We're going to work on telling you, little white you know, lies question, this week. <laughs> the question you ask your husband, do, do, do my, does my butt look big in these jeans? Now, my husband is known to avoid that question, that answer, and to say the right thing. But my daughters don't. Yeah, it looks huge. <laughs> <laughs> They're ridiculous. That was, that, was one of the, that was one of the talks that I actually had with my son early on, even before the text. The sex talk was, okay, if a woman ever, under any circumstances, asks you if your their butt looks big, the answer is always no, son. <laughs> it looks perfectly amazing. Those jeans right. are just ridiculously cut. That's all that is. <laughs> That's so fun. So what are you guys, I, is one of you going to school? Not that going we know to of. school? Uh, yeah, unless you know something, you don't. Getting a degree oh, or something? Really cool. yesterday for a team meeting. What was Did that? Did I not really graduate high school or college? Because I've, I've had that recurring dream over the years. Yeah, I had that dream, too. <laughs> no, we're not going to school. Patty's thought about going back uh, at some point for a master's, right, Patty? I may. Yes, I may. Oh, I, may I know what it was. Patty did bartending school. What was it, Pat? Like That's true. Ago? I passed the bar. She passed the bar, too. Okay, is that what you, is that seriously what you guys meant? That's 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 the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's seriously what you guys meant. You went to mixology yes. school and you said you passed the bar. I freaking yeah. love you. <laughs> I, as did. if I could she love did. you even more now. Now you just amaze me. You know it's one of my dreams to be a bartender, right? Really? Well, I don't remember anything, unfortunately. But good. Yeah. But she passed her exam very very well. Like. You know, I, I, I know I everybody, everybody says the bar exam is really difficult, but my sister, you see, you know, look at, you know, there are people that have taken the first seven, try. eight times. Yeah, Jackie Not Jr., no. how long did it take him? Daddy passed her bar exam and the first try. That's right. First try. <laughs> so all the studying that I've had over the years that prepared me well for it. I think I'm, I think we're literally related. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I'm, gonna, I'm getting a bumper sticker made, proud sister of a person who passed the um, the bar exam for my car, a bumper <laughs> magnet. That's pretty awesome. Oh, my gosh. You're, I, I have so many ideas now. But anyway... <laughs> Now we have to get together. I don't I want to I don't want to talk about business at all though. I just want to like drink gingling well, beer. Well, monkey business. Monkey business we like. Exactly. <laughs> the monkeys made me do right. it. So where are you guys appearing next? Where can we see you? Where can we find um, you? I intend to go to the kitchen and make lunch, but I know you're not going <laughs> to be joining me. <laughs> um, we will be I can't even. We're we're so bad. We're like our next speaking gig. Uh, we're we're doing like a three day tour in the course of like three or four days. So we have to look at our schedule. Are you going to be anywhere um, in Pennsylvania? No, no we're going no. to be on um, Friday, February twentieth. We are going to be speaking at the Learning Disabilities Association um, conference, and yeah. That's I believe that is in, in Chicago. And then uh, on no. Thursday, February 26th, we're going to be at the Children's Mental Health um, Conference, and that is going to be in Jacksonville. And um, I believe at Florida Gulf Coast University. Hmm. And, um, and then we have some local. And, and then in between is, um, I believe we're in Minnesota. I forget the exact date on that one. Um, you guys have, have an event planner, right? 
Yes, we, we do. do on our Facebook page. Right. Well, oh, oh, someone that books them that knows far more than Gina yes. and That I tells yet. us. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, prior to all of that, we will continue our lecture series in the kitchen to telling our children about cleaning up after themselves and you know, but right. nobody really listens to us during those talks. That's no, fantastic. We're those are the best at that. Should videotape those. I'm sure you're going to. And in the meantime, we can find you on Facebook. And yes, yes, you can. And your website. Walmart security cameras. We're usually there when we're at Walmart. Uh, what else? I'm <laughs> um, going through the toll. Liquor stores are usually there. Liquor stores, bars. Oh, for crying in a no, bucket. Man. We have to go. No. Pharmacy drive throughs No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you guys so much. I'm so glad that you came on to the show. I was really excited to talk to you. And everybody, no, stay connected. I'm glad I didn't have to comb my hair. Right? Exactly. I'm dressed for radio. Thank you so much, ladies. We love you. Check them out on Thank Shut you Up so. About Your Perfect Kid on the website, on the Facebook page, and on our Facebook page, ParentNationRadio.com. Until next week, everybody, keep playing. Parenting has to contain a hidden message or a life lesson. Sometimes it just has to pass mom's little barometer of, is this going to shut them up? Connect with Tara online at TaraKennedyKline.com. Until next time, remember this. Parent Nation, why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet? Why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given and try calling it the